Hello, and welcome to another episode of On The Fly. I'm Sam Hall, and on this week's episode, we have Michael Tucker. Tucker, as he is most commonly known as, is the director of our e-commerce division here at Revenue River. He and Eric dive deep in this episode on a pretty hot topic for this time of year, which is the death of retail. This episode is all about how consumer buying trends are changing year over year as our digital world advances and and new forms of shopping are created. Tucker and his team of specialists are focused on helping outdoor industry brands bridge the gap between the old brick-and-mortar mentality and bring them into the digital world by creating a digital front office structure for them. This industry in particular is a tough nut to crack, but Tucker and his team are finding new ways to innovate each and every day. That's enough for me. Let's hear what the experts had to say. Here's Tucker and Eric. Hi, welcome to another edition of On The Fly. I'm your host, Eric, and with me today, I have Michael Tucker in our e-commerce department. Michael? How's it going, Eric? Welcome, buddy. Pleasure. All right, Michael, you go by Michael or Tucker? Everyone knows Thousand Michael, so I just stick with Tucker. Tucker. All right. It'll be Tucker for today, at least. Um, Tucker, we're here to talk about, uh, I think, uh, the big, bold topic of the death of retail, right? Yeah, the gloom and doom. Okay. Gloom and doom moment. What do you mean by death of retail? What's going on that leads to a bold statement like retail is dying? Times are a-changing, and uh, the internet is a thing if you haven't heard about it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's where shoppers are, it's where they continue to go, and the traditional norms of going down the stop or down the uh, street to a strip mall just aren't what they used to be. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I think a lot of what you touched on there is, like, a lot of what's happening has been dictated by the customer, right? right? And what I heard there is that the customer has choice. And they have more choice mm-hmm. now with the rise of the internet. And, and so people are, they, they, they want instant gratification. They want convenience. They want accessibility. Like Education. they want it all. Education's that's important. Okay, so that's one of the drivers to right. the death of retail. Yep. How's that work? So people don't want to be sold to. They want to be informed, educated, know what they're buying. And essentially they want to come in and get the, uh, the job done because they've already made up their minds before they're looking at your products. Uh, and at the end of the day, that means quicker money in the bank if you've done a good job, and if not, then you're already behind. So we're basically in the information age now. So there's readily accessible information for competitors, deep product research. Mm -hmm. You can do all of the research from the comfort of your home or even from your phone. So if I can do all that research, what really means is I don't have to rely on a salesperson anymore, right? Not so much. Okay. So if I want to understand the features of 14 different backpacks... I don't have to go in, drive an hour downtown, pay for parking, walk in, stand in line, wait around, wait to talk to a sales rep who may or may not even know those brands and products that well. I can do that research myself. Precisely. And they want it in multiple forms. It's not that they want to talk to a person every single time. Maybe they want to watch a video. Maybe they want to read an article. They want to do a compare side-by-side kind of thing. I mean, you have to meet them where they want to be. Mm. Important because if I'm a manufacturer, mm-hmm. if I'm a if if I'm someone who produces a product but relies on like a distribution network, if yes. I wholesale that stuff, if I'm relying on retailers, traditional game. Okay, yep. what's happening is consumers are going walk. There's less foot traffic going into those retailers, right? right? Okay, so now if I'm a business and I want to grow. 
I can't really rely on those retailers alone to grow my brand. Right. Still important. People still do want to shop in that fashion, but it is a diminishing number and that number diminishes faster every year. So that's where you have to diversify your revenue streams and mm -hmm. online is an easy way to do it. And the plus side of it is the overhead savings that you tend to incur by going the online route. Well, if I can go direct to consumer, for instance, mm -hmm. instead of through a retailer, right. my margins must increase. Dramatically. Okay, so it's not really about making the retailer out as the bad guy. Retailers are still relevant. Yes. You don't mean that there's going to be no store. You're not like a futurist where it's like everything's just going to be airdropped to your house and there's no need for brick and mortar anywhere. Correct. The point you're making is that that consumers are, are relying on brick and mortar retailers less often. So that foot traffic is flat to, to trending down right. overall. It's more the mix nowadays. You have okay. to accommodate the mix. If you try to stack your in one particular area, you are selling yourself short and you're missing out on what is now a, a generation coming into purchasing power that has grown up only with technology. They mm -hmm. don't know the old way and we know they don't have the ability to have regular conversations with folks, so they want to do it all through the computer. So if I sell green hats, mm -hmm. I can't just sell green hats in one channel being brick and mortar retail anymore right. because there's other retailers that aren't exactly dying. When I think of retailers, I think of like the big biggest marketplace in the world and where everybody's going like something like Amazon, right? right? Amazon's still a retailer. Yep. Okay, but it's an online retail marketplace. Yep. Marketplace. And why is a marketplace different than than going to just that co that company's uh, uh, individual storefront? Marketplaces uh, diversify the products that are available. So it's it's the general shtick of what a mall used to be. For those of you who remember what those are, <laughs> so you could go to a marketplace. They've aggregated the audience. They've got benefits of fulfillment and advertising. A lot of standalone kind of benefits, but it's also you're not it, you're not buying from that direct brand. A lot of people nowadays want to actually interact with a brand. So where marketplaces definitely are purposeful, have a great purpose, and they should be part of that consideration set, there's also the brand piece of it all and why still selling yourself is a revenue channel you have to invest in. First of all, when I think of malls, I think of like Cinnabon and oh, Orange Julius. Man, it's yeah, it's delicious. Uh, that's also when <laughs> calories didn't matter. Right. Uh, good, good. But I don't think of like all the stores I went to. When I think of a mall, I think of like my mom taking me to JCPenney yeah. to shop for school clothes, right. right? Like I can't imagine having to take my dang kids to JCPenney <laughs> anymore. Um, okay, so uh, uh, another key part of that is 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 like the manufacturers, the people that build the products that people buy. Yep. And you talked about like, you got, can't have all of your eggs in one basket. Right. So the death of retail is like, to me, the death of reliance on retail alone. Yes. And, and with that, you talk about multiple other ways to sell your products. And you talk about online marketplaces mm -hmm. and stuff like that. What about building your own brand and your own storefront and sort of like being able to talk directly to your consumer without like sort of relying on the middlemen? You think that's a part, a piece of the death of retail? Absolutely. I, I think a company to really kind of uh, idealize in this case is like Patagonia. Like that is a brand that has gone beyond the notion of just being a company. Like they stand for things. They've got a message. They connect to an audience. They sell a, a commodity at the end of the day that you can buy just about anywhere. Always cheaper. Oh yeah, always cheaper. But people come back to them time and again for all of the different value prop. Uh, propositions that they offer that are beyond just the product itself. And that's the notion of really taking your brand to the next level.
level and all the benefits that you reap with it. Yeah, I think a lot of that is like being able to stand for something, first yeah. of all. Um, I also think of like one of the reasons why Patagonia is so successful is they do sell a premium product at a premium price, but they also make it very easy for people to purchase yep. and they make it very easy for people to interact with their brand. Yes. Like I think of like customer service and returns. Mm -hmm. Like I've got a Patagonia jacket that's got a button popped off it and the only problem I have is getting it in the mail to send it back to them. Right. Um, but I know that they will take care of me. I don't know exactly what they'll do. They could just put a new button on it and ship it back. So like there's a real, I have strong confidence in that brand because I know they will stand behind their product and I'm not going to have to wait for 40 minutes on customer service mm -hmm. and talk to press three for English and talk to right. somebody who barely speaks English from a call center in India that can't even say Patagonia, much less spell it, <laughs> much less ship my shit back and fix it. Right. So, right. so there's a, that, that sort of goes beyond what channel you sell in that, that goes to being able to really understand what consumers want. Consumer and, expectations at the end of the day. And people are not patient anymore. They expect it now. I mean, that's what Amazon did. You want things within two days. Now it's even down to one day. If you yeah. live in a big city, like that is just the bar that has been set and anything below the bar is just not acceptable. I remember back in the days of malls when you had to wait six to eight weeks for delivery on something right. you bought online. If you bought something from the JC Penny catalog, uh -huh. it was expected delivery six to eight weeks. Well, you better get ahead of your Christmas shopping and that's the case, right? Um, no more. Like it's December 21st. I'm like, oh crap, I got to get something for this person. And you can knock it out in a day. I can knock it out in like five minutes and it could be at their door in a day. Precisely. Very good. So, so because of that, consumers' expectations have changed. Mm -hmm. They're impatient. They're highly demanding. I think the other big piece of that we touched on is like the customer service element. Right. Is it, what does like online and the internet provide from a customer service standpoint, like meeting their preferences? You got any thoughts on that? I mean, from the business standpoint, there's like chat functionality has been is booming on the scene right now. That is something that enables the, ex the personal experience of dealing with a customer service individual without the necessary like phone service center that everyone's getting chewed out and yelled at. Everything's, it's so light touch, but it still has that uh, direct connection people hope and they want to feel like they're taken care of like their problems matter all that the internet still facilitates that obviously you just have to do it correctly mm -hmm. yeah so I get I get choice and convenience right. um, I think of people being able to go through Facebook and interact with a brand on messenger right. you can go Facebook messenger chat bots you can still call in the old-fashioned sure. way email. probably send you an email right? right so now I have multiple choices mm -hmm. so on my lunch break in a restaurant on my phone I could go to a brand's Facebook page, not even their website, mm -hmm. and send them a message. And if I do, I expect a response. Absolutely. I, that's a, I take a cable company. I canceled my cable service here not too long ago, and not they're notorious for their terrible also a trend. service. Yeah. Also a trend. Okay. <laughs> I got to. Can I was sitting at lunch and canceled my service via chatbot on my phone, and it was a relatively pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. Very good. So pretty frictionless. Yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, what else? What else do you think constitutes like uh, uh, the death of retail? What else about like customer preference? Like, what do you have to do to be successful in today's age? If you want to sell products to individuals, mm -hmm. what advice would you give for people? Maybe to wrap this up. What What are like the pillars of being able to compete and win in, yeah. in today and tomorrow's very digital, very diverse, very on demand? economy? I mean, first and foremost, you just have to accept that this is the direction things are going and it's not going to go backwards. After that, it's understanding the technology necessary and getting that in place with the right individuals to support it. 
anything. Which can that, be tricky. It can be tricky, absolutely. That's why we exist as a company. For instance. But it's one of those things that if you try to half-ass the solution, people are going to feel it. And if there's any sort of friction, any sort of contention, you are disassociating yourself with your customers, and that's business you are losing immediately because more time and more times than not, you're selling just a commodity. People can get it somewhere else. They know they can get it cheaper. So if you don't make that argument, you lose in business. People have choice with their consumer dollar. Mm -hmm. And if you treat them poorly, you will pay a price. Precisely. Um, I read somewhere, I read a stat that like 80% of co companies think they deliver superior customer service, mm -hmm. but only 8% of yes. co co yeah, customers. I yeah, I mean, that's a big ass gap, right? Mm -hmm. I think some of that goes to uh, uh, be just being naive. Right, like maybe maybe just feeling like you check the boxes, right, like not going right. the it's extra not a mile. Checklist. You can't treat it like a checklist. If you can't go over it with a fine tooth comb and not find a problem, then you haven't done the job correctly. Mm -hmm. Like the de the devil's in the details. Okay, so I heard from a takeaways perspective is first you can't be in denial. Things aren't going to change. You're not going to go back if you're relying on 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 brick and mortar retailers to sell your products. You are working on a downhill slope, right? So you have to diversify. Mm -hmm. You have to invest. And then the other piece I, f I I heard that I think is very very important is you've got to be able to demonstrate to your customer base that you are taking these channels seriously, that you are present and yep. prepared to interact with them when and where they want to interact to be able to fulfill that brand promise yep. so that those people are pleased with their purchase. They see good value in the brand. They understand the value in that yep. so that they are promoters of your brand instead of detractors from your Absolutely. brand. Absolutely. You do those things, you have a lifelong customer that will come back to you time and again, regardless of your price points. They will go that extra mile with their wallet if you go the extra mile for them. Mm -hmm. So if I'm listening to this, watching this, and, I, and, and something resonated with me and I just had that aha moment um do you think they they uh um could get a hold of you if they wanted to oh, would you be so. willing to give some advice I, I, i'd definitely be okay willing to give some advice. this is the type of stuff that you and your entire uh, department specialize in absolutely okay so you could potentially give them a little bit of advice steer them in the right mm -hmm. direction help them evaluate what they have where right. their we'll holes do, are uh, system audits for folks who think they've done the job correctly but they're not seeing the fruits of their labor or there's there's the folks that uh, haven't ever done anything remotely like this and they want the baby steps we can help them along the way regardless of wherever they are in that journey look at that we even have an offer on the backside mm -hmm. of on the fly here a true call to action a free free yep. you don't charge for that do you nope okay so you will do a in-depth uh free uh, system audit customer service website your marketing system taking on the whole thing whole thing no obligation no obligation wow Hard to argue with that, right? Did it take me up on that? Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> Very good. Um, Tucker, good conversation. I think uh, so. Uh, death of retail is not sky is falling, nope. but it's like beware, pay attention, and adjust if you want to compete in tomorrow's economy, correct? Get with the times, folks. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's a good session today on the death of retail. Uh, Tucker, um, thank you for being a guest. We will do this again sometime soon. Absolutely. All right. See y'all. Have a good weekend. Okay, folks. Another great episode. It's clear to see how passionate Eric and Tucker are about this subject and how badly they want to help bridge the gap for these companies. And as Tucker and Eric stated, if you want to learn how you can up your digital game, our e-commerce division is offering a risk-free full system audit where they'll dive deep on your website, your sales system, your marketing content, advertising content, and advertising strategies 
to let you know where they think you can innovate and get better. If you're interested in learning more about this audit, feel free to reach out to us at 303-945-4341 or visit us online at revenueriver.co. We hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll catch up with you next time on On The Fly.